Hi everyone, it's Allie. Welcome back to the Feeling Good Sometimes podcast. Welcome back to the Feeling Good Sometimes podcast. I'm so excited that you're here and I'm really, really excited for you to listen to today's episode. So today's episode is with Ariel Astoria and it was such a good conversation. I'm so excited for you to listen. We talked about so many different things, but the biggest thing we talked about is unfolding. We talk about her new book coming out. We also talk about like the whole aspect of unfolding in the terms of changing and evolving and how it's actually so positive and so healthy for you to do, even though in society, it- sometimes seems negative. Uh, So if you don't know Ariel Astoria, she is a spoken word poet, gifted writer and author, captivating and authentic EMC, speaker, model, and, and, and actor. Ariel passionately claims that she is in the business of pulling on heartstrings. Her motto, words, not for the ears, but for the soul, stems from her dedication to remind anyone who encounters her and her work that words are meant to be felt and experienced and not just heard. Ariel also has a very specific heart in empowering, encouraging, and making space for audiences of women to feel at home with their own bodies. So I'm so excited for you to listen to today's episode and I'll see you on the other side. Hi, Arielle. How are you today? I'm so excited that you're on the Feeling Good Sometimes podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, So we start every episode by asking how you're feeling and Usually people just like to say I'm good or I'm great or something like that, but you can be as open and honest as you would like. Okay. Um, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm feeling kind of a mix of different things. I'm, I'm feeling <laughs> settled and unsettled all at once. Um, just like adult things, life stuff happening mm-hmm. all the while trying to sit and work and do laundry. So I'm feeling like all over, <laughs> but then also grounded, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah that's good. I feel like that's pretty normal. Like we're kind of like, okay, we're like set in this like next hour, but then also like, we're like, oh my gosh, what else do we have to get done today? Right. And like, if right. you just like come from one other thing and then you start another thing, you're still kind of like, absolutely, we're like kind of in different like modes all day yeah, long. If that makes sense. Definitely. Don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like we're just constantly moving, doing humans and there are seasons mm-hmm. where you're just like, okay, what's happening? And I really just want to like, binge tv and just like take a nap is but there's like so much to do at the same time that I'm watching I'm feeling myself wanting to just like yeah let's just not you know (laughs) so yeah you're feeling like that resting kind of time Mm -hmm. coming I feel like it's also like well I don't know what it's like for you in LA but like with the changing seasons it's like once we start to get towards like the fall winter time I feel like our bodies just like habitually know that anyway we kind mm-hmm. of all we kind of like fall into that like uh I just like yeah don't want to be as productive <laughs> yeah I'm like I just want to rest I just want to be I definitely like I I think I wrote a poem you know last year yesterday of just like the seasons and just like how our bodies just naturally want to go with them 
and we don't, we don't always let them, you know? And mm-hmm. so I'm kind of trying to be a little bit more intentional with letting myself, uh, yeah, I, it's winter, I, you know, or, or fall winter, you know, I want to be slower. I want to kind of hibernate, you know, I want warm yeah. drinks, even though it's too hot outside in LA still. Yeah. And I just am like wanting those vibes for sure. Yeah, yeah I totally get that. So before we like dive in, I want to know a little bit about who you were, like who, what was the younger version of Ariel? Like what, because now, like if we, if we know you from social media, we know like you're an amazing poet, you're an author now, you do Mm -hmm. some modeling, some acting, some influencing, but like, who are you as, who is little Ariel and how did that influence who you are today? Yeah, little um, little Ariel is honestly what you see today. Probably mm. just um, the extreme. I, I as a kid, I was way more just like chatty and in your face and sassy, and I was making up songs and I had a boa and I was walking around <laughs> in heels with like a microphone and. I say this um, often because it's just like so fun to look back on and think, but. I had this whole persona. I called her Erica Wallace and Erica Wallace would come out (laughs) and she would perform and she would live her best life. And so it's so, it makes me so, um, it's like funny, but it's not funny all at the same time. Cause I think about just like how my younger self embodied where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do, you know, and as kids, we always say like, Oh, I want to be a movie star. Oh, I want to be this, you know? And I was like, I want to be a teacher, a barista and a movie star, you know, like, and, and it's funny cause I've been, um, I've been two of those things, not so much a movie star, but I've been a teacher. I've been a barista and I'm like, Ooh, did like little me manifest, you know, this life we're living. You and don't so, know what's coming. Yeah. Out. <laughs> like I, 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 as Ariel Astoria, which is, which is my name, but it's my middle name to kind of like create this separate entity of okay. like the performer me, um, you know, the on stage me, the in yeah. the spotlight me. And then there's, you know, my maiden name, my married name, and just my person self. And so I definitely try to preserve both because they are both me, but I can't be Ariel Astoria, you know, like sassy and fun and on stage and and bold and confident and, you know, inspiring and encouraging all the time. Like that's really Mm -hmm. exhausting Mm -hmm. and not sustainable. And so um, there was a part of me um, in my younger self, that was always that, you know, and, and always, and kind of embodied her and became her before I even knew, um, who and what I was becoming. So it's very fun to think back. And then obviously as you got, as I got older, that confidence shifted, you know, um, I grew up, um, I, I got boobs, you know, like I got mm-hmm. a body that I didn't feel at home in, yeah. you know, I'm being told that I need to be a little bit more conscious of how I show up, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm being raised a little bit more about what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a woman in the context of faith and spirituality that I grew up with. So then you add all these layers to yeah. This girl who's like, I'm bold, I'm here. And, and then you, you know, I, I got really insecure in my high school years and in my college years. And then I learned to come back a little bit more to, yeah. to that confident and, and, and aware self, but it definitely has been a full circle more. Yeah, definitely a full circle. Yeah, I know. I was thinking as you were like saying, and then I got older and I was like, well, you're like truly like coming back to yourself now because you're coming back to this like younger version but I Mm -hmm. also love how you've almost made it so like 
you don't have two separate lives, but you have two separate right. kind of, it's almost like the modes that we're talking about, right? Yeah. Like when we go through the day, we have all these different, like, I mean, it depends like who you are as a, as a person, but especially as a woman, we feel like we have like right. so many hats to wear. Right. So like right. maybe you're a mom, like you have that hat, maybe you're like a mm-hmm. businesswoman, or you have your own business or mm-hmm. you, I don't know, whatever job you're doing, that's like another hat. And then you maybe also be like a wife or have a partner or something like right. that. And that's another hat. Or even when we think like, well, if I think about myself with running the business, it's like, I, so much of my identity went into like being my business because the business is mm-hmm. built a lot on my story and I'm the only person doing it. And then it's right. like, okay, but who am I outside of that? So I almost right. love like that you have created this two versions of yourself almost so that you do so you're not like all on all the time Mm -hmm. because that is exhausting it it is it definitely I needed to find you know the balance and I love my middle name so that was like always my goal for using that for like my outward self if you will or my really exposed self um and you know my writer name my pen name Mm -hmm. I growing up it was like oh do I have a pen name do I just and I was like oh my name actually is a great pen name you know I don't need to like create something (laughs) different and so but I don't you know my my social media is not my you know last name or my married last name yeah. and so just being able to like find spaces to like preserve um I, or I say like protect my personhood like mm-hmm. there's that me that outward me that external me um and she's still very much so a part of me and who yeah. I am but it's not something I can sustain all the time because I yeah. would be exhausted you know and so yeah. then there's just me in my sweatpants at home with my husband you know like watching tv and yeah. that doesn't have to be Ariella Storia and so it's a it's a gift to be able to like balance like it's not quite Hannah Montana you know it's not a secret um but it definitely is you know this best of both worlds kind of mentality but it's really comes down to just more so protecting all the parts of me um so that I can be a whole person no matter where I am or what I'm doing Mm -hmm. I love that because it's almost like when you're on social media you feel like you have this like liability to your community mm-hmm. that you've created to share everything so now yes. you've like you're able to like hold these pieces back because right we don't owe anybody anything right but right. when when you start to have like a platform people want to know everything and if you don't share something yep. then it's almost <laughs> like which I'm sure you understand more than uh-huh. I do but um yeah. it's like well you're hiding something from us but yeah it's like, right you kind of yeah, have like, set no. these really amazing boundaries for yourself yeah, because at the end of the day, like we're people, like we're yeah. humans, and and what happens on a screen is not real life, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you really like getting to the point of preserving our real life selves, you know, in order to do the things we do digitally. And sometimes yeah. those spaces intersect, and sometimes they cross over. And those are really beautiful moments and really fun moments that I love. But at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, but what's happening in this space is not real life, you know? And so coming back to it um, and remembering that and just remembering like, even though this is not real life, these are real people. And I think that yes. conversation is like, it gets really tricky, you know, yeah. and um, and a constant remembering is like really necessary. Yeah. yeah. It almost like gets kind of like blurred out that we forget <laughs> that like behind the, the little videos, behind the pictures, 
Right. We're just like human beings, like behind anything we're doing in life or anything that we're putting out there. It doesn't even have to be on social media. Like sometimes we have to kind of like set boundaries and react differently when we're in a group environment. And like, it's so hard to like fully understand one person because you're only taking in your own perception of someone. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that totally gets lost in translation. Absolutely. I think just as a culture we've like yeah. forgotten how to do that also yeah and human relationships are are nuanced and layered and for mm-hmm. some reason social media relationships are very one-sided and very um contractual and very you know like um uh, very not guided or guarded but like I don't know what the word is but just like it's just different you know and that's yeah. because it's yeah. like oh this is not actual relationship <laughs> you know that that's why it's very one way maybe two way mm-hmm. but it's not you don't yeah very one way that that's a good way, way to look at it like you're yeah. you're perceiving something of someone online but you yeah. think you have like a or a French I don't even I don't know what to call it because right but it's very one way and I think we forget mm-hmm. that that's a really mm-hmm. really good point I think so yeah 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 so through this journey of like coming back to yourself were you always interested in poetry like even like a yeah. younger version was it always like yeah I like to spend this time. was always this is yeah. always me and it wasn't necessarily poetry it was just writing and expressing myself okay like that I grew up having journal upon journal okay I was gonna journal, say you're probably like, a journal yeah, person I I am a journal person and I want to be better at it because I think about like I would go home and I, that would be like the first thing I did you know like oh, before my that. homework I'd be like oh my day was this and my crush did this and then that was happening <laughs> and then this was happening you know and I journaled everything and um I kept I had so much going on in my head and so I do I do it less now I think because nowadays work nowadays you know nowadays a job and so I do want to be more intentional with getting back to that space but I journaled a lot and instead of doodles I wrote like lines or like little things in my notebooks or Mm. on my homework and so I'd always process the world best through written word you know Mm -hmm. through through poetry um, later on in life. And then um, I went to an arts high school. Okay. And I really tapped into that space a lot more um, writing for like the theater department. But then also I got the chance to go and do, um, you know, field trips and different outings with uh, the writing department at our school. So there was like a solely literary yeah. departments and that's where the authors and, you know, the email kids kind of were birthed out of, but I was kind of both. I was like this theater kid, but I also was like the writer author email yeah. kid as well. And so I got to do a lot of events with the literary department as well but I was writing in both spaces and so um for me at first acting and and doing theater was a way of like being vulnerable um but for other people you know I could be this character Mm -hmm. and be honest about something or I could be this character and step into their life and their shoes and then slowly but surely spoken word came into the picture and it was more about my story um and sharing my vulnerability um but very much so both of those still exist in my world today. And they're, they're, I think right now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, I'm tired of being myself. I'm tired of being vulnerable before me. I'm ready to be somebody else. You know, like I'm ready to be vulnerable on someone else's story. So yeah, kind of flip flopping me back and forth in that world. But I've always written in a lot of times, you know, uh, people like, oh, what's your process? Or like, how, yeah. how do you, and I'm like, it's just how my brain works. You know, like I yeah. don't, I necessarily, 
unless I'm doing a specific project where I'm being hired to write a poem. But any okay. si- any time outside of that, I'm not trying to write a poem. You know, it's like yeah. usually the poems the poems are going to write me, you know, like they're just like, we're coming, it's happening. Uh, Here we are. And so that's just kind of how my brain is always has always worked. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Yeah. It's almost like your creative flow. Mm It's like your, your safety zone almost for like, yeah, absolutely. Right. I call it spilling. Mm -hmm. I call it spilling. A lot of times it's not like, a writing it's not like because usually people think writing and like oh, I light my candle I have my my wine I'm doing you know like I have my whole setup but no usually I'm like in yoga and like I'm getting like words or okay is like keeps repeating itself over and over again or I'm wow. in a conversation with something someone and an idea sparks and I'm like oh I'm so sorry I have to write this down like right now um or I'm at a concert and something about the song just like strikes a chord in me and I just start writing you know and so yeah it's definitely a spilling it's more so this overflow that's happening and not really this process that's yeah interesting because yeah you always just assume like writers or like if you're writing poetry or writing a book or anything Mm -hmm. it's like I guess we just kind of see it from the outside like Right. They set times that they write so much and like, especially writing a book, like to me, writing a book looks like the most exhausting and hardest thing ever (laughs) because you're just like forcing yourself to sit there for hours on hours and hours and write. Yeah. And I'm just like, how, (laughs) how do people do it? Yeah. It's a lot of discipline. It's a lot of discipline for sure. I definitely had to like um, I had to go other places. Like it got to the point where like being at my house was just yeah. like not, I could just couldn't do it anymore. Just being in my office, you know, I need, I literally rented um, this girl has this like travel van. Um, I literally rented her travel van for a day and I was like, just park it somewhere where I can see the beach. Oh my gosh, cool. And I'm just going to be there for eight hours. And so that I literally had to do that. I went to my husband's coffee shop and sat there and wrote. Um, I we, I live in Pasadena and there's this um, place called the Huntington Gardens. It's this gardens and museum area. I went and sat in the garden. Like I literally had to like take myself out of spaces yeah. and mix up my environment um, because it was very, even now I'm like in a round of very finite detail like edits and so it's like you can't really change words you're just looking for grammar errors or anything that's just unclear but right now in my head I'm writing a whole nother book so I'm really having to like right now I'm just oh my gosh because otherwise I'm gonna change too much stuff and it's gonna put production behind and it's like a whole thing so yeah takes a lot of discipline um I had a uh, this author like friend and like we're, we don't know each other, but I call her a friend yet uh, because we feel, I feel connected to her, but she yeah. says, um, write sober or write drunk, edit sober. And that's like a very real thing. Like I could write with a little wine, but I cannot edit with a little wine. Yeah. So it's like been a really fun huh. process, but yeah, it is very like, you feel a little crazy um during that and you like gotta bring your head above water sometimes but it was very fun I'd do it all over again for sure yeah well you already said you have another book in your head so <laughs> yes. like you're committed. yeah 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 <laughs> I, um, I think I'm ready yeah yeah wait so if no one knows about your book so it's called the unfolding and mm-hmm. it's on pre-order right now so like what's the details yes. when does it launch like what is it all yeah. about 
Yeah. So it's out officially March, I believe, 7th of um, 2023. So of next year, um, just like really under like six months, which is like super yeah. crazy to think about. Yeah, um, but like it is, it's available. Yeah. Um, it's available for pre-order. Um, now um, the unfolding for, for me was just how I interpreted the shifting and the changing and expanding that we all do as human beings. Hmm. And and where do we come back to you? And for me, I needed to unfold in order to return back to myself. And okay. we kind of talked about this full circle, yeah. you know, experience. But for me, it was like a very distinct season of you know my beliefs changing and it looking different than my parents you know like wanting to get married and that relationship being something that like you know wasn't expected you know and like wasn't Mm -hmm. assumed um and what that unfolded in me and um also just understanding like who I am as a black woman within the society that we're in but not just a black woman but also a black artist and it was just all of these spaces that were kind of um collapsing into each other and and how do we experience that and how do we you know um, navigate through that and um it's this conversation of the unfolding is something we all do we all change we all grow we all evolve and a lot of times the conversations around changing and evolving is really negative you know it's Mm -hmm. like oh you're not who you're supposed to be you're someone different you're this and that and that and like uh, are we you know in actuality Mm -hmm. or the visual behind the unfolding is that we're just peeling back these layers and it's not that it's we're becoming entirely different people but we're just peeling back layers that don't serve us anymore that aren't us in this present self um but it doesn't mean we haven't already and always been the people that we're becoming you know and unfolding into and so I break down, you know, the phases of the unfolding and into five different phases. And okay. so it's the um, awakening, um, which is the realizing like, oh, I'm changing or it's realizing I have changed. You know, there's yeah. like a twofold to it. And what comes up in that awakening and an awakening is, is really shifting. Like if you think mm-hmm. about waking up from a nap, like a really juicy nap in yeah, the middle of the afternoon, don't know where you and are. you're like, where am I? <laughs> what year is it you know like what is my full name like that's kind of the awakening season and it can be jolting um Mm. and you're learning new things about yourself or you're revealing things you've already known but you've suppressed and you've ignored um and then in next to that is the awakening and then um the eclipsing and then the eclipsing is that continuation of like oh shoot where am I and who am I right Mm -hmm. and there's this shadow season that happens and a lot of times in an eclipsing it's the crossovers of you know a shadow and moon in a in a sun you know or it's two moons and it's like what is this shadow self and what is this light up self and what needs to cross over in order for me to exist in fullness and in wholeness um and then you get to illuminating all right we've awakened things have the shadow has crossed over now what are we left with um and then that turns into a mending season and i bring up this conversation of kintsugi and i'm probably saying that wrong but i'll fix it later um but kintsugi which is this japanese art of taking broken pieces and putting them back together Mm, with this like gold gold it's thing like this yeah. gold like gel or gold you yeah know, i know what you're talking and about so yeah. yeah it's like okay now what do i take with me you know what part of who i've been what part of what i've 
you know, known and learned? Am I going to keep in where I'm going? Um, And then we find this returning self. We find who we are, who we become. um, And hopefully there's a mending in that space, you know? Mm -hmm. And so as we mend um, these pieces of who we are, we return back to um, the fullness. And so each phase has different poems um, that have like brought me to through to and through those seasons um as well as essays that give more story to what I experienced in those seasons and then they end in um each phase will end in reflection and journal questions because I want it to be about your story and about who you are and if you only learn about my own unfolding what difference does it make? You know, like yeah. if it doesn't connect back to you, um, some poems are read like meditations. So I hope that you like listen to them and there will be an audio book. So maybe on the meditation parts, oh my gosh, you go and so. listen to the audio book yeah. and listen to me, you know, serenade over you and create space for breathing as we walk through these phases. And um, hopefully it's something that is aesthetic enough that you want to keep it on your coffee table but also something that you close you keep close to your own heart and your own journey as well so yeah that's the unfolding that's it in a nutshell yeah that's it that's (laughs) oh my gosh that sounds so amazing (laughs) oh thank you thank you so excited for it I absolutely love like the concept of unfolding and how that relates Mm -hmm. to so you're going to think this is so weird, but I was just like on TikTok <laughs> making a TikTok and I was like, I'm going to try and make like affirmation TikToks and yeah. because my sweater is the affirmation I'm evolving. So I was like, mm. it said I am evolving and what else did I say? Something about like, I'm changing and I'm proud of it or something mm. because it's so true. Whenever we think about yeah. evolving and change, it's like a bad thing. Like it's yeah, like we've just like, and it's the whole concept of like, hearing and then people saying like oh you've changed like right right like it's not good like whether that change or unfolding has been like good for you Mm -hmm. it's not seen that way from the outside world or even the people that are close to us right they're just like oh you're not the same as who you were but it's not really Mm -hmm. even that it's like I'm not the person that you perceive me to be like, right. I'm just like a right. different version of myself. Maybe right. or like right. I went through something and now like the way I was living before is not the way that I want to continue to live mm-hmm. or like was not mm-hmm. the healthiest for me. Yeah. yeah. So I'm obsessed with the fact that you've like, yeah. you know, how book around it. Because I, <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I do think it's such a hard thing for us to go through because yeah. there's not really I mean, for anything in life, there's no one telling us what to do. But when it comes to like us changing and us evolving, it's really a personal journey. And we Mm -hmm. tend to get stuck into the influences of other people when we go through it. So, yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people pleasing, you know, is around it. That was it for me. I I put in in the book, you know, I had a mentor who was like, do you want to live a life that you're actually proud of? Or do you want to live a life that's based off of the applause of other people? And I was just like, Ooh, well, I, the latter feels like, you know, where I go towards, but yeah. I want to live a life that I'm proud of, you know, and, and can a life that I'm proud of still be one that I'm proud of when it does not have the applause of other people in every moment mm. of it, you know, and being an oldest child, 
being, you know, like, um, you know, a pastor's kid, that pressure was very much so like, no, I'm supposed to have the approval of other people, you know, and what happens when I make decisions that like feel so good for me and so divine for me, but aren't what others want, you know, or aren't what other people, what people think I should have. And can you, are you okay with your own applause at the end of the day? You know, like, are you okay with you being content you feeling good in your spirit about what's happening and it not making sense to other people and a lot of times we don't think about how hard that is you know and and that's what trailblazers are you know that's what that's what pave making is that's what Mm -hmm. creating you know spaces um you know that don't exist that's how they start you know it has to be unchiseled space and and sometimes we are the chisellers you know sometimes we are the ones doing those work it's not fun all the time, you no. know, and it's really hard. Cause we're like, Oh, it's easy. If someone's likes it and proud of me and, you know, you just get the, yay, great job all the time. But like, we don't grow that way, you know, no. and, um, we don't, we don't evolve that way. So yeah, it's sticky and it's hard, but it's necessary. And we have to, you know, like, otherwise, like, what are we doing if we're not growing and changing and evolving? Yeah, exactly. It's almost like, I always like kind of think about a life journey in like different ways and like the different ways that people go throughout life is Mm -hmm. like there's one version that's really safe like Mm -hmm. you work that nine to five job you work for that 401k like right x y and z and then there's like another version where it's a lot harder but you're usually going after like a dream or a passion that you have and through that you are going through a lot of growth because you are stepping outside the norm and maybe you are doing something different than what your family expected you to do or you're doing something different than your friend group and you're feeling extremely left out because you don't have anything the same as what they have Mm -hmm. and it does make you question like is this what I'm supposed to be doing am I on the right path and like I almost wonder like, well, I I do know that you're questioning yourself more if you're on this like different path where mm-hmm. growing more, you're evolving more compared to where if you're on the other path where you're just yeah. kind of like, this is my Monday to Friday, this is my weekend <laughs> and it repeats every week, you know, right, but there's right. some of us that we just can't do it that way. Like we just can't live mm-hmm. life that way. And that's why we go through these other paths and then yeah. we kind of just like connect with other people <laughs> who are doing the same sort of thing. Yeah, and yeah. I almost wish like that everybody could somehow get stuck on the same path because Mm. I don't feel like everyone gets to experience like what it is like to go through like those big waves those like ebbs and flows of growth and stepping outside of the norm and yeah kind of really challenging yourself because yeah I don't know it makes more it makes life more interesting but and also you find out more about yourself through that journey as well. For sure. Yeah. You learn so much and you find, you find your people, like your actual people and not just yeah. your, your comfortable, familiar people, but yeah. like your, your people who make you feel less crazy, you know, who really cheer and ebb you on in, in a direction of growth and in, in a direction of like, no, like, yeah, you can trust yourself. Like keep going. Like, 
I think it's just, yeah, the people I've met when, you know, once I was like, okay, this looks a little different. It's really scary and it's really hard. But like the people who came alongside me in that space and in that season are just the most amazing, phenomenal humans. And I can't imagine my life without, you know, without their presence, without their guidance. And I'm really thankful. And so, um, there's, it's really, it's scary and it, and it's necessary, you know? And so, and some of us are just, are just made to shake things up, you know? And as much as we might try to fight it for a really long time, yeah. I did, I was like, oh, I'm not a shake things up kind of person, you know, <laughs> like I'm not a Roth about individual. And I just like, oh yeah, you've been like ignoring your entire fullness and identity by saying that, you know? Yeah. And, um, that's just that's just who we are and it's a it's a gift it's a chaos sometimes but it's a gift yeah so you also have like I would say like a decent amount of following on Instagram um do you also consider yourself to be like an influencer or I was creeping your Instagram bio and it's like actor model author poet like, yeah what that's a lot of things everything everything but an influencer <clears throat> okay I don't consider myself an influencer. Um, I've always seen myself as an artist. Okay. So even with those drop downs, I think I still have like, because you can really only choose one category for Instagram. So the category is still artist. Yes. But then there are drop downs of a lot of things because I do, I am a multi-passionate multi-excited individual about a lot of things, you know? So I'm like, yeah, I write poetry, but also that's a book. So now I'm an author, you know, but also yeah. I love storytelling and I love acting. I've, I'll always love acting. Um, and then people keep asking me to model. So I might as well make money off of it, you know? So yeah. like, those are like, those are spaces, but they're all still, I think, artist spaces. They're yeah. all, they're all still way of like storytelling without always having words, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's like always been, you know, when it became like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I mean, I just want to storytell, you know, like mm-hmm. I just want to be an artist. I just want to make people feel good. And I want to do that in whatever capacity I can do that in and not just feel good, but I want people to like think, I want people to feel something, you know? And yeah. so however I can do that through a picture through a poem, being on stage, being behind, you know, in front of a camera. That's how I want to funnel that. And so um, I think, you know, it's always like, oh yeah, there's a drop down, but the, it also feels very streamlined and mm-hmm. very connected at the same time. It's just week to week looks very different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what, because young Ariel wanted to do acting, right? So now mm-hmm. you're kind of like, What's that looking like? Yeah. Yeah. Right now I'm mostly just doing commercial. Uh, so I have like commercial rep and okay. um, that's been really fun. And I love, I will think I will always do commercials because it's great money. Um, they're fun days um, and they're quick days usually, but yeah, I definitely know like my goal is to like be in TV and film. And so okay. I'm like in wow. classes and oh wow, actively trying to like reach out to like managers and agents in the TV and film world. Um, 
I feel like maybe I have like some growing to do, but I have had like some lingering opportunities of just like being in a short film and being in this like TV series that is wanting to get like pitched and put out to different places. And so I'm like, I've worked on these really cool projects. They're just not out yet. And I don't have the footage for them. So people just kind of see me as just like this, like cool social person. Um, But I, I want to be more than that. And I want to do more than that. And I have like this like whenever I watch stuff I like I have this like itch for you know like just hearing people say lines and I'm like oh I wonder why they said lines like that or I can't help but like look at a scene and like think about like what what are the unsaid parts of it and I'm like oh I wonder what her motive was for picking that up like that like I just go into this like whole study spiral every time I watch stuff and um and then there are movies that just make me so excited, like Woman King and Wakanda and like yes. TV shows like Severance. And I'm like, oh, I need to be in this, <laughs> you know, like I need to be a part of this. So I, I don't know what that looks like. I keep trying to like speak life into that and to manifest it, but it's a very weird industry. It's a very yeah. hard world to get into. Yeah. And so I feel like I've made great and beautiful strides as a poet, as an author, you know, yeah. the stages I've been on, even as a model, um, you know, the campaigns I've been able to part of. And I'm like, okay, I feel good in those spaces, you know, like as a yeah. poet, as an author, I signed a book deal. Like these are all beautiful pivots and like spaces yeah. that people reach. And if I'm like, I'm like, I'm not done in those spaces. I think I'll always do mm-hmm. things in that air er- in those areas, but I'm like, okay, what? how else can I expand, you know, like how else can I grow? And so it would be a dream to work with Viola Davis or Meryl mm-hmm. Streep or, you know, like even I freaking love Reese Witherspoon, you know, like it would just yeah, be a dream to be in those spaces. Yeah. 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 Like Shonda Rhimes. I'm like, I just, yeah, I want to be need in to those get on worlds. that crazy anatomy. Like, I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just want to be in there somewhere. I just, I'm always like, I just want to be on someone's set. I just keep saying that because it's a, I love, I just love it. I love being there. I love um, seeing what's happening. I love being a part of a story unfolding. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about that storytelling. I'm also like a massive like TV show. Like I'm obsessed with TV. Like I, (laughs) I mean, I don't really care too much about like what's going on, like behind the scenes, but I also love to see behind the scene things like like, documentaries, especially about famous Mm. people, because I just like want to know, I just want to know about people and like how they grew up and like who like that's why I really love podcasts because you get to hear about people's stories that Mm -hmm. you you never would have been able to hear before right because like we just perceive these people as like perfect because they're right and they're all this money and then like when people are like getting on there talking about their story and sharing about Mm -hmm. mental health and this and that I'm like oh like we relate like the whole thing about like us all being on this world together is that we can relate to each other like we wouldn't all be like humans living on the same planet if we couldn't um but I yeah Mm -hmm. I just I just like love falling in love with like TV shows and just like mm-hmm. the characters and just like yeah. but it is so much about storytelling and that's right. Like I mean so much that we consume on a daily basis is a lot story. of storytelling. Yeah. 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 It's story, it's people's and we're like wired for it, you know, like there's um uh Brené Brown talks about in her book uh, rising strong I think she mm-hmm. talks about you know being wired for story and it's literally something that's like in our DNA it's in our like 
physical self that responds to a story that connects to a story and that's that's why tv and film exists you know because we are people who are wired um for to engage with and connect with stories um and to be a story at the end of the day too you know and so it's a really cool thing of like how excited you know people get when it comes to stories when it comes to uh engaging and being around that it's it's just neat yeah it's just like how it's how we are it's just how we are as people which is like so cool to think about how how we're wired that way yeah, yeah, no, I'm not gonna feel so bad for binging TV because I'm like, no, like in a story. We love like, it. I'm just, like, yeah, we love it. Filling my brain <laughs> with like the storytelling. <laughs> I also love, love how it. you like touched on how you almost get this like itch whenever you're watching TV yes. because you want to be. I think that's like I never really heard anybody put it like that, but I used to always get mm-hmm. that when it was like podcasts. Whenever I'd listen to a podcast and I'd be like, oh, I just want to be doing that too. Like, yeah, it's like. You almost feel it like with things that you just like really want or it's like mm-hmm. your dreams or something, yeah. you know, something that you want to do. You but- call it a tugging. You can call it a, <sighs> you know, a knowing, a, a yearning, you know, it's like if you want to know what you're, what you're passionate about, what you're excited about, what makes that, you know, that itch, that yearn happen for you? Like what comes up for you? I'm like, I do not have that with podcasts, you know? So like, that's how I know. I'm like, no, it's like, I watch a show and I'm like, literally it's like this burning and I can only like like start making myself a character and I put myself in it you know like I am already a drama teacher in Abbott Elementary like in my head (laughs) you know like I am already like doing these things and so it's like if you want to know yeah what excites you what sets you on fire what is that thing that you're just like oh my gosh, if I don't do this, I'm going to explode. You know, like I, I am, and you wake up thinking about it and dreaming about it. Like, that's just like where I've been, you know, with it. Um, and it's like great. Cause I'll get like a little itch and then that just makes it worse. worse. You know, like I'll yeah. do a project and I'm like, oh, I need more. Um, and yeah, I feel like that's, that's how you know like I think people are like oh I don't know what I'm passionate about or I don't know what I want to do yeah, and I'm I think secretly you do, know. do I think our bodies fully know and they respond and so yeah I'm like we'll watch something and I'll just like look at my husband I'll be like okay so and I'll just like <laughs> you know that what do I need to be doing because I, I need to be in these worlds I need to be in these rooms so yeah Oh, so good. So yeah, if you're listening to this and you have itch <laughs> or you feel yes. that, like burning sensation that like, it's almost like you're so envious, like you're just like, mm-hmm. and it's almost like I have to do this before I die. Like it's, mm-hmm. I feel that sometimes about people, like I'm like, mm-hmm. I just really want to have a conversation with this person mm-hmm. because like, I just like have to have a conversation with them before I die. I and people it. are like, you're like, <laughs> you're obsessed with the, like this person. But I'm just like, yeah. oh, I just want to like know Fashion. them for an hour and then I'll be like, okay, yeah, my life is set. But like, I love that. I love that. <laughs> that's yeah. no, that's it's, how you know. That's how you know. That's how you know what passion you're fueled by, you know, and, yeah. and don't ignore it don't ignore it listen mm-hmm. to it. yeah good. i think we read like uh whatever but no don't ignore it because you never know what mm. kind of doors it will open if you go after exactly. it exactly exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. so good 
So your book is coming out soon. You're working on your poetry. You're also yeah. working on acting. You're doing modeling hair. Yeah. What do you do when you're all your other spare time? <laughs> other um, than watch TV. <laughs> water plants. Um, um, yeah. I mean, we all, we can make spare time. That's really what it comes mm. down to. So just like make knowing what you make time for. And, you know, my husband works like a like a clock in clock out kind of job. So, you know, making sure that I'm like, you know, available for dinners and for just hanging out with him and things like yeah. that. And so usually my spare time is that is hanging out with him. Um, we love to go to concerts and go to shows together. And yeah. so, and that's always all like such a creative feeling space too, but also just like really fun. Um, yeah. We like to go on like little trips and like little weekend outings. Mm-hmm. Um, we love being by the beach. Uh, I love being at the beach in the winter. So like, that's like my favorite time to mm-hmm. like go is like be bundled up, get a hot chocolate and like sit on a shore somewhere is like my Ooh, favorite thing. So and nice. so um, <clears throat> I'm trying to do more. Like I love to read. I've always loved to read. And so I'm trying yeah. to make more time to just like, yep, if there's nothing on the calendar, if there's nothing else to do sit and read a book you know and then there are moments where I'm like no I want to binge you know like I want to watch something so or we'll watch a show together or we'll have our own shows separately um I water my plants you know like um Mm. I I go to yoga or I do some type of movement because that's like a huge like just like detoxing space for me um I'll hang with friends, grab wine or grab happy hour or whatever, um, live a full life. I'm like, however, I think in spare times, I'm like, usually I'm probably cleaning my room or cleaning our apartment because yeah. I haven't done that in a while, you know? So there's definitely moments for spare time and I, I always feel it. That's for sure. Or been trying to practice not having to feel it if, if there's no need okay. for it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel like, because you you have so many things on the go and I would assume like your day to day looks so different every week, Mm -hmm. every day. Do you feel like any sort of like you should be doing this or you should be working these hours? Oh my gosh. Yeah. All the time. Um, and I think that, but that's like the best part. I'm like, I did this so that I could make my own schedule, you know, so that I could be my own boss and, and I get to be. And so there are definitely moments where I'm like, Oh, on some weekends, like this weekend, I did need to sit in a coffee shop and work a little bit more, you know, but any yeah. other times, maybe I was just hanging out with people, chilling at home or whatever. But um, so it's like all about balance, I think. And so wherever I can introduce and have balance is like really important to me. Mm-hmm. And so um, sometimes, yeah, week to week, I do have to schedule in time. Like, oh, I've been moving and going for weeks at a time. And I'm like, yeah, this one day I'm not going to schedule anything. I'm not going to set an alarm. You know, I'm going to wake up when I wake up. <clears throat> and that is like, that's why I did this in the first place yeah. so that I could make my own schedule. And 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 so being intentional with that. Um, but I do think I have to like make sure if I, if I'm, that I'm not making or creating busy just for the sake of doing so yeah and there's like such a grind wholesale culture that we live in that like requires that sometimes Mm -hmm. but like 
one of the books I'm reading right now is, is, is by Trisha Hersey, who's the founder of the nap ministry. And her whole thing is like, rest, 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 rest. It's a liberation. It's healing. Um, and it's our, it's our, it's not a privilege. We've made rest a privilege, but it's not a privilege. It's something we are fully deserving of. We fully have the right to have. And so reading that really helps me like, no, you're making busy right now when there doesn't need to be, you know, like, and so really listening to that and creating space. And my, my husband is such a, like, let's just chill. Like, and when he's off work, he is off work. He is like, you know, but that's because he has a clock in and clock out. So he helps me like exercise that of like, no, it's five, six o'clock. Let's have dinner and chill out for the evening versus like freelance. You know, you could be up working until 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. And sometimes I do have to do that. But again, balance, 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 balance. Yeah. 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 I think the point on like creating busyness and feeling like you always have to be busy. Like I remember before I even started my business, like I just assumed like I would just be like busy all day, every day, like have so many meetings, like, and that was like the cool thing to do. Like that was like the hustle culture. Right. And it was like, oh my gosh, I had to stay up till midnight last night working or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) where I'm like a person, if I don't get like at least seven hours of sleep, I can't function the next day. It's just Mm -hmm. like not going to work for me. And Yeah, it's taken like, I don't know, I've been doing this business for four years now to realize like, okay, I don't have to sit at my desk for eight hours every single day to be productive and be like the best version of myself that I can be. But I still like find myself like pulling back into that mental state of like, no, you should be working or you're not working hard enough, right? Because like, oh, you're not seeing the results. But like no one has, I mean- I guess because we have kind of grown up with like the nine to five culture, but even then, like, it depends what like job you're doing, like some jobs. Yeah. It works because like, I don't know if you're hospitality, you're working on your feet. Like, yeah, you're literally clocking in, you're serving people, you're clocking out. But like when you're working for yourself or whatever you mm-hmm. it's not really the case like you can always yeah. find something to do or you can always find something to do air quotes mm-hmm. that will make you feel <laughs> like you're doing something um yes. but you're not really like being productive and I feel like we just yeah oh, because why why busy for, why busy for the sake of busy just to make us look like we're being productive and just yes. to make us look like we're doing for who though you know yeah. like why why are we choosing to exhaust ourselves so that we can't show up well the next day you know like what yeah. how is that beneficial for what we're trying to build and if we're trying to build things um you know that have longevity to them that sustain mm. then exactly. we we have to create habits that sustain and that have longevity to them and when i was younger yeah i could just go 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 and traveling, you know, post COVID and traveling in my thirties is a lot different than (laughs) traveling in my early twenties. Like girl was moving and doing, and I can't move and do like that anymore. (laughs) So it's like really trying to, you know, like be gracious with yourself. Like you cannot sustain that. And I have like a, a family, you know, like history of women who just like run themselves to the ground. Like um, I have a history of, you know, women in my family being diagnosed with chronic burnout, you know, like Mm. a actual diagnosis of 
getting to the point where you literally function off of adrenaline that is not healthy and so I think for a lot of it for me is wanting to break a lot of that generational Mm. trauma um, a lot of those generational like chains that are not necessary for sustaining nor for being successful we've we used to have such a girl boss culture that was like hustle 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 do Mm -hmm. do do be a Again, babe. where's that generation not right now? Because it's not sustainable. So um, realizing that we can't function and we can't sustain that way. Um, so how do we create habits that sustain? And that still could equate success. You know, it doesn't, we don't have to surrender ourselves and our lives and our livelihood and our mentals and our physical for the sake of what, you know, an yeah. award, you know, for the sake yeah. of an acknowledgement, for the sake of reaching a certain money point in our, that, yes. I mean, and then what, you know? That could um, be a whole then, other episode. <laughs> yeah, like that. So I think really finding the balance, really finding like, I am not going to let this work kill me. And why would I? I love it so much. Why yeah. can't I love it bring life into me um, instead of doing the opposite? Yeah, because like the second you start to like, go the opposite direction you don't like it anymore like it's mm-hmm. not fun you kind of lose the you whole resent purpose. it yeah and you lose the whole purpose of why you started it in the first place the joy and then yeah it's like so correct you fall into that burnout path which even that is so glamorized like oh I was working so mm-hmm. hard I'm burnt out and then now I fixed it it's like no it's not glamorizing to be burnt mm-hmm. out or to be working like 24 hours a day Crazy. or doing whatever yeah. like I understand that maybe like for some people, like you're going after that startup goal of becoming the next billion dollar company, but mm-hmm. that's like one in a million, honestly, these days. Right. So Truly. stop trying to be like everyone else and Truly. we just need to like figure out our own terms of success, but also recognize mm. that our days don't look like the next person's and that's fine. Like that doesn't mean yeah. that there's anything wrong with what we're doing. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like that's mm-hmm. a beautiful point to end our conversation, even though I could feel like yeah, I could talk uh, for you for hours. Um, <laughs> before we end, I do do like a rapid fire. So I do have five questions that I ask you right. that you can either answer in like a word or a sentence. Um, okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. So your first question is, what is something you do that makes you feel good? Uh, yoga. Uh, hot yoga specifically. Yeah, love a good. I love it. Love a hot room, and I love a good sweat. (laughs) And all those words flow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Question two is: What is something you value? Mm, I value relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Question three: What is something you want to let go of? Oh, I want to let go of what we talked about earlier. Just the constant need to please and. And that doesn't serve. So it's time to let it go. Yes. Love that. Next question is, what is something you are currently working on? Currently working on uh, a book (laughs) and getting that out in the world. (laughs) So exciting. And then the last question is, how do you want to be remembered? Mm, I love this. Um, I want to be remembered for how I made people feel. Yeah. Um, not for what I looked like, what I wore, but how I made people feel um, and how my words make people feel. Yes, I love that. 
Awesome. So before we say goodbye, let's hear all the plugs. Where can we find you? Where can we buy your book? Yeah. Everything. All the things you can find in a one-stop shop on my website. So it's just R-E-L-A-R-I-E-L-L-E-E-S-T-O-R-I-A-R-E-L-L-E-S-T-O-R-I-A-R-E-L-L-E-S-T-O-R-I-A-R-E-L-L-E-S-T-O-R-I-A-